Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller coming to you from the Sprinter Van from Atlanta. Getting some regular maintenance done on the van. It's kind of been a little bit of a busy trip here this week. I've had a couple of you reach out to say, could we get together? You know, if not this one, then I'll be back before too long and we can do it that time. But uh, yeah, I love meeting listeners. It's just the schedule on this trip is erratic. All right, the other big announcement, we have our swag shop. We have coffee mugs, journals, T-shirts, all kinds of wonderful things that you can buy. And now Sarah has added a couple with the Fun Astrology podcast on there. So if you go to the top of the Fun Astrology website, got it loaded, it's there, a couple of links, you can click the T-shirt and it'll take you to the shop. And it's supporting this work and this effort to keep me going and keep me doing this for you when you do that. So thank you very much in advance. Now, in the sky, this is the day of the week because, obviously, this morning early at 5.01, where I am in, well, I've got my still my chart set to Asheville, but 5.01 a.m., the sun enters Virgo, and then 4 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time, Mercury Retrograde. Now, you can cast these charts, and I would suggest you do this, but do it to your own location and then see where things are, and then you can look at where things are relative to your own chart. So, of course, the sun first at zero degrees Virgo, and where I am and where I've cast this chart, the sun is in the first house. And because of that, in my equal house system setting of the chart, it's a Leo rising. The reason I suggest you do this and really spend some time looking at it is this is thematic for the next 30 days. This is how Virgo season is going to unfold. It is a natal chart, if you will, for Virgo season 2023. Because we are living on our highest timelines. You can get a t-shirt of that too, by the way. <laughs> and a journal and a coffee mug, I believe. has She has all three in there. But because we are living on our highest timeline and wanting to make the most of these then you might as well know that there is a big grand trine in the chart when Virgo season begins, and we would want to know about that, wouldn't we? And there's also a couple of oppositions that we should be aware of, including a square and an opposition with the moon. Now let's pick this apart, and then we'll leave a little bitty teeny tiny room for Mercury retrograde, and then we can, we can talk about Mercury retrograde as it unfolds over the next three weeks. But this is an interesting chart for sure. So the big grand trine that has been there is still there. This is an earth trine, so let's do Pluto first in Capricorn. There's one. And then the Taurus planets, Jupiter and Uranus. And then the Virgo planets, of course, the star of the show, the other star of the show today, Mercury and Mars, which is going to be leaving fairly soon. But as far as this imprint of Virgo season, Mars is in there, and we certainly do count it in this big grand trine. I'm still saying that this is bring-it-to-you energy if you're on the higher side of it. I've had a couple of things come in personally. Some ahas and some synchronicities and some signposts and some look over here and get direction. All of that has been happening under this, and we would expect that. So that's something that we could literally project on out through Virgo season. Now let's also talk about these oppositions. So one we've already mentioned in the podcast, but let's reiterate and that is, well, actually, it was direct two days ago. Mars is opposite Neptune, and that brings Mercury into that as well. So Mercury and Mars in Virgo, opposite Neptune and Pisces. Somebody put in our Facebook group clarifying on when to seek the truth. When will the truth... When I probably was looking for some kind of thing that maybe had been masqueraded in her life. Well... 
to me, this is that signature. It is the pop. There's the Mars tension that is going to pop loose the, the truth, if you will, if Neptune was shadowing something. It was direct, or let's see, it was direct yesterday. Sorry, direct yesterday. You know, being on the road, I mean, <laughs> you're like, you're, uh, it's hard enough for me to do it when I'm just sitting there, but it's, you know, when you're on the road, it scrambles your eggs. But Mars, uh, Neptune opposition yesterday direct. I don't know. I just get that if you had something in your life that you were needing some clarity around, it would be that aspect that would bring it in. So that's still there. And that's going to be there again as a signature throughout Virgo season. So we could use that. Not that, you know, Mars will move off, but I'm just saying from that natal chart perspective of what could Virgo season look like, that's definitely a piece of the pie. Now, the other opposition is between the Taurus planets, Jupiter and Uranus, and the Moon in Scorpio. All the more significant because the Taurus planets are both as strong as basically they will be, because Uranus goes retrograde Monday and then Jupiter the week after that. Wanting to bring good surprises into your life. See, this is what I was talking about earlier, too. And we get to continue that into Virgo season, at least from this natal chart perspective. I truly do think that these imprints are going to stay with us for the next 30 days in some kind of way. This is why I was thinking it's very important that you cast this chart for yourself. Find the time when the sun moves to zero degrees. It will be somewhere around the equivalent of 5 p.m. or 5.01 Eastern Time, verted to obviously your location. But to be, we've done really well just looking at these and observing and then seeing how things unfold over that period that is being reflected by this quote-unquote natal chart. We'll come back and talk more about this as Virgo season unfolds. I'm going to be remembering this chart because I like it. Now, we can do Mercury retrograde really fast because at 3.59 p.m. Eastern Time, again, my chart set to Asheville, that's home base. I mean, I'm in Atlanta. It's not that far away, so it wouldn't really skew anything. But I'm just, and you could. I mean, technically, I probably should change it to Atlanta, but that's only temporary. So I'm going with what's going to be there for home base, which the majority of Mercury retrograde for me will be spent probably at home base. But Mercury and the Sun are in the ninth house. You know, if you didn't just pop with this, that you should be reflecting on spiritual things for the next three weeks, <laughs> then come join our Fun Astrology 101 course, because that's what we learn to synthesize. This is like so cookbook that you should just be able to glance at that chart and go, ah, this Mercury retrograde is going to give me some spiritual insight. And the thing is, is just slow down enough to be able to hear it. That's what this is calling for. It's not that it's going to scramble things. Oh, it could. It, sure, it could. I mean, Mercury, the trickster, the whole prototype, yeah, let's not forget and let's respect it. But just to say it's sitting right up there, very close to the cusp of the 10th house. Now, I'm in the equal house system. And I said cusp of the 10th house, not the midheaven. It's quite a ways away from the midheaven. So see, this is basically now we're just talking ninth house, 10th house stuff. So what this is talking about is how you can apply your spirituality into the thrust of what your life looks like out there. That's the 10th. The spiritual piece is the 9th. That Leo on the cusp has moved to the cusp of the ninth house. So this is saying if you will step out of the spotlight for a second... 
bring yourself within. The sun is now in Virgo, so this is all about structure, organization, getting your blocks in place for this foundation that you're building on. That's the next three weeks. I'm excited about this time. I couldn't have thought or asked for anything better than this kind of a picture for what we're going into. We need it right now. We need it in the collective, but we're on our highest timeline, and we're going to use it in our personal lives as well. Go get yourself a high timeline t-shirt, and let's wear them throughout the, the next three to four weeks. How about it? That's what the picture looks like. I love you guys. Sorry for going a little bit long. Have a wonderful hump day, and I'll see you back tomorrow.